0: my life has completely changed. I, I now realize my life is not my own. It's caused me uh, to be a living sacrifice like the Bible talks about. I remember having a moment with God and I said, God, I just wanna be consumed by you. I, just, I don't wanna just be on fire for you, God. I wanna be consumed by you. And he said, Maddie, if you're consumed, then you must always be consumed. You can't have a moment where, oh, I don't feel like being like it today, but you must always be consumed. And it was such a surrendering uh, time in my life. And from that moment on, it really launched me into where I am now, the, the beautiful relationship that I have with him now. And now where I just see that my life is completely his. It's, it's not my own. I don't live my life based off of how I want to live it or what I want to do. It is completely surrendered to the Lord.
1: Welcome to Dress for Battle podcast. I am your host, Tarolyn St. Ellian creator of Adornin' Armor, a platform where I inspire young women, all women, to conquer life through faith and fashion. Here, we'll be continuing that same storyline, except all topics will be covered, and of course, in the lens of victory. I'll be sharing struggle stories of not just my own, but of women you'll soon be inspired by. Armor up, girl. Get dressed for battle. Episode 26, Wake Up and Walk probably seen the term Godfidence floating around on the pages of your favorite Christian influencers. It's the act of putting complete faith and confidence in Christ rather than ourselves. Today's featured warrior woman will not only explain what this concept means to her, but also lives it. Maddie Ray is a 21-year-old Christian recording artist, youth speaker, performer, dancer, actress, YouTuber, and overall influencer, and you guys. This girl is literally on fire for God. You will feel the heat and the passion she has to lead this generation to the throne of God where we can all encounter Him and experience Him like never before. Topics we discuss are running away from God versus what it means to dwell, how she grew up without a best friend until the Holy Spirit fulfilled that role for her, depression and perversion, and of course, Confidence, identity, and living our lives as true daughters of the king. Hashtag claim your crown, sis. It's time to awaken and arise. Let's walk into the true knowledge of who we are. Yes, girl. Okay, welcome to Just for Battle podcast. We have official Maddie Ray. Thanks for joining us, girl. Girl, thank you
0: so much for having me. It's an absolute honor.
1: So guys we're laughing because this is take 2. <laughs> uh, so let's just like rewind this and like just let's do this intro over. Please just tell the amazing people out there about yourself.
0: <laughs> yes. So I am Maddie Ray. I am 21 years old. I'm a Christian recording artist and youth speaker, um, and I travel around um, really just as an evangelist ministering to this young generation. I have such a heart to just see our generation, whether it's Gen Z, millennials, just reached with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, A message that's really close to my heart that I share a lot with young people is the message of dwell, uh, where it comes from Psalms 27, verse 4, where it says, One thing I desire, this only do I seek, is to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life and I think that scripture is so relevant for today because we have so many young people that are just walking away from God leaving the church just just moving away from the things of God and I think young people need to know that it is an option to dwell in the house of the Lord to stay in the church to find your confidence your identity and your purpose in him knowing that you don't have to go out into the world to find all those things that you're looking for but it's in the will of God it's in the presence of God it's in his house and there's so much that God has created you to do and so I am just a champion for our generation really a champion just for church kids in the church as well because I know that So many young people growing up in the church can feel so insignificant. They can feel like they don't have a testimony. They can feel like they don't have purpose and that they have to leave. But I really just try to encourage um, young people that grow up in the church um, that they can really live the life God has for them. And it comes through choosing to really give your life over to Jesus, to be passionate, to be confident, to be bold. And so I'm really big on that. And um, I minister that message um, in various ways, whether it's through my music as a pop artist, I perform and dance. Um, I do a lot through YouTube, put a lot of content out on there, obviously social media like Instagram. Um, And then I also just recently released a book at the beginning of last year called Dwell, which really talks about that message of dwell, of dwelling in the house of the Lord all the days of your life. And then this year I'll be releasing another book called Confident, and I'll also be releasing an album as well. So I just love really being able to put out content and resources to really just encourage this young generation.
1: Yes, girl, you just really, anybody could hear the passion in your voice. And I was wondering, so where did this get started?
0: Yes. So I am a pastor's kid. I have grown up in church my whole life. My parents founded our ministry over 23 years ago, and we really had a huge emphasis. My dad's heart was really just turned towards this young generation. Um, and so I, I grew up in that. I grew up um, knowing that there's an urgency and there should be a priority on reaching young people. I grew up, you know, we would do huge outreaches um, in various different programs and ministries. Uh, at one point point my dad had uh, the third largest ministry to children and teens in the entire nation where we would uh, bring in over 3,000 young people a week and minister to them in various ways and so I grew up in that. I grew up doing ministry. I, When I was 12 years old, I had my own um, kids TV show that aired in the Chicagoland area. Uh, I was a part of an all girls rap group from about 12 to 15, 16 years old. Um, and then around 16 is when I really began to kind of step into my own calling of first doing music, writing some of my own songs. That's really where everything started was more of the music side. Um, however, I had always, you know, ministered to young people at our church. Um, I am the youth pastor at our church as well. I've been doing that for about three years. And so ministry is just my life. I don't know anything but ministry. Um, but probably between 16 and 18 is when I really started honing in just on music and putting that out. Um, began to get a lot of, you um, you know, like record label attention and things like that. We chose not to really go that route. However, have some great professional connections um, with that. But probably within the past two years, uh, the my preaching gift or just you know uh, more of the ministry side has really begun to just begun to just uh, come out more when I minister and so really uh, I think this year uh, we're really finding a, a wonderful balance just between the, the music side of what I do but also just the preaching and, and, and ministry side of what I do to really um just be a voice to this generation. And so that's kind of where it started. I've always been in ministry ever ever since I was about twelve, you know, doing ministry, but even before that, just growing up, uh, seeing the heart that my dad had to reach a generation, and that same heart and urgency is really just on the inside of me uh, to just, you know not kind of just live my life, to just live it, but really to live it, to inspire, encourage, and empower my peers, those that are younger and even those that are older to really walk out and live the life God has for them. And so that's kind of where it started.
1: Was there ever a time where you just didn't want to do it anymore? Or even just a time where it's just like, okay, I feel like, I mean, it's all the time where we're, I guess opportunities are presented to us and we, every single day we have to choose God or the world. And I feel like it's easier to fall into as young people. And so I'd like to hear more so like your struggle about that or like if there was ever a time where you're just like, uh, okay. Yeah. I just want to chill and not. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I was, uh, I was just in Washington this past week and, uh, had several opportunities to minister to their young people. And, uh, what I'm about to share right now was a, a huge part of, of what I ministered to them out there. It really, really it launched me, um, this, this encounter I had with God because of a wall that I hid in my life some struggles I was facing it really launched me into the place that I am now um, the person that I am now what I'm doing now in my relationship with God um, a couple years ago I I was struggling um, a lot like you know our, our generation does with various things you know those of you that are listening right now some of the same struggles that you might have and you know I, I found myself you know in a place where I had to come to the reality reality of where I was at and who I had become and some of the, you know, uh, areas of your life sometimes that you can leave unchecked or you just kind of, you know, keep just going because I'm the type of person, I'm very driven. I'm very determined. I don't like slowing down. I don't like, uh, you know, having to slow others down because of where I'm at. Like, I just don't like that. And so I remember in this season, i had really hit a wall of just where I was at because of what I was just personally going through just internally. And, um, yeah, I had to come to that reality of where I was at. And I remember it was such a vulnerable time of my life. Um, a time where, um, my relationship with God was just really tested, you know, some being someone that has grown up in the church, a pastor's kid, you know, I wasn't, uh, I'll be honest, I wasn't, you know, a typical pastor's kid or the stereotypical pastor's kid of, you know, not wanting anything to do with God, wanting to leave the church, you know, being rebellious. I wasn't like that. I I have always honored my parents. I've always honored God. I love Jesus with all my heart, but I hit, hit a wall in my, with you know, things personally, and and with my relationship with God, and I remember there was a moment where I was sitting in my car, and um, I felt the Holy Spirit just saying, "Talk to me, talk to me, like I'm here, like I know." Where you're at. I know you don't want to talk to me right now, but I'm here. Like, just talk to me about where you're at. And I just, I didn't even want to talk to God. Cause it was one of those things. Like you already know what he's going to say. You already know you're not doing what you should be doing. So I don't want to hear it. God. And that's totally where I was at. And I remember I just pulled over in my car and I just began weeping and I'm like, I just can't do this anymore. I think what hurt me the most is, is how I was being towards God, how I was so just removed from him. I was so just in a place of hiding, really, like Adam and Eve, you know, when they were in the garden. I mean, they could have easily went up to God and said, God, uh, I was deceived by the this- servant serpent and, and I sinned. I did what you told me not to do. I, I'm sorry. The, the, Satan, uh, the serpent deceived me. Help us, God. But instead they chose to hide. And I think that's what hurt God the most was the fact that they hid and they didn't come to him. And I felt like I was in that place of just hiding. And so throughout that whole process, it really just caused me to have to meet God in a way that I had never met him or really allowing him to meet me in a place that I had never met him before. And so throughout that journey, I had some amazing encounters with God that just completely, um, changed, like, completely changed my life. You, know, you can have encounters in your life and they're turning points. A lot of times we can have experiences with God, but I believe experiences are different than encounters because you can experience God's presence. You can experience a moment, but when you encounter someone, that's, that's a face-to-face moment that you have that you might not get all the time. And I remember that that encounter was so life-altering for me. I had met God in a way I had never met him before. I began to pray pursue him in a way I never pursued him before. I began to love him in a way that I never loved him before. And because of that, I became, I believe the person that God created me to be because of the relationship I was able to have with him because God became so real in my life. He wasn't just God, you know, that was just, oh, I pray to God, I have a relationship with God, you know, this and that. But it was so real. The Holy Spirit became my best friend. Jesus became my everything. And because of that, my life has completely changed. I I now realize my life is not my own. It's caused me uh, to be a living sacrifice like the Bible talks about. I remember having a moment with God and I said, God, I just want to be consumed by you. I, just, I don't want to just be on fire for you, God. I want to be consumed by you. And he said, Maddie, if you're consumed, then you must always be consumed. You can't have a moment where, oh, I don't feel like being like it today, but you must always be consumed. And it was such a surrendering uh, time in my life. And from that moment on, it really launched me into where I am now, the, the beautiful relationship that I have with him now. And now where I just see that my life is completely his it's it's not my own i don't live my life based off of how i want to live it or what i want to do it is completely surrendered to the lord and so that was a season that i went through some struggles that i had but uh through that i had this amazing encounter with god that completely changed my life
1: amen so like as you were saying um you know my life is not my own um and referring to that verse um Of course, I had to think um, back to, like, William McDowell's song. And so, you know, I give myself away. I was wondering, how does that look like for you? How do you um, surrender yourself to him every day? How is, what are the methods everyone, like the readers or readers, the listeners can utilize to apply to their daily living?
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm going to take you right now to a verse um, that I think is so profound and so amazing. Um, I want to take you to Romans 12, 1 through 2 but I want to read it in the Message Bible for those of you that are listening. Uh, This is the verse that I just mentioned about offering our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. Um, But in the Message Bible, it, it really shares how we need to do that. And this is what it says. It says, so here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, you're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to school, and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing that you could do for Him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what He wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God Brings the best out of you, develops well for maturity in you. That's Romans 12, 1 through 2 in the message Bible. And when I when I finally read that for the first time, I'm like, oh my gosh, this would this whole concept of of being a sacrifice before God, of, of, of your life becoming an offering, that's talking about every facet of your life. Not just, you know, moments, you know, when, when you want to be with God or when you're in church or whatever. Like this is every day. It says you're Sleepy belongs to God. Your eating belongs to God. You're going to work, going to school, you're walking around everyday life belongs to God. And I think that's so powerful because it's like so many of us will say, Yeah, I want to be a living sacrifice, but are we really willing to be that sacrifice? And I think for me, I have to come to the place where I said, God, I want to be that sacrifice. I want to be consumed by you and you only consume a sacrifice. And so now every day, you know, I, I live my life led by the Holy Spirit, you know, in in second Peter, uh, verse one, uh, or chapter one, verse three, it says that everything that goes into a life pleasing to God has been miraculously given to you by getting to know personally and intimately the one who brought you to God, who is the Holy Spirit. And I think the way that I live my life every day, just completely given over to God, it is through the Holy Spirit. It's allowing him to order your steps. It's allowing him to be involved in every detail of your life. You know, I love evangelizing. I'll go into Target, into Starbucks, into grocery stores, and I just find myself talking to people, praying for people, leading people to the Lord, because my life isn't my own. I can't go into a store and just be so rushed with what I have to do that I'm not concerned with the people around me. Why? Because Jesus is on the inside of me. The Holy Spirit is within me and he sees everyone around me. And if my life is completely his, then I've now given him permission to use my life however he wants it to be used. And so I think it's really having that perspective of yes, knowing your life isn't your own, but also walking in obedience with the Holy Spirit, knowing that if you surrender your life to him, the Holy Spirit's going to use you. He's going to cause you to get out of your comfort zone. He's going to lead you to certain things. He's going to direct you to certain people. And it's our choice every single day. It's that, it's that daily decision we have to make or honestly, sometimes just moment by moment decisions that we have to make of, are we going to be obedient and allow him to really lead us in our lives?
1: that's good Good girl i never read it in the message translation i don't think and one thing i love to do so i typically read in nlt and then like i'll just go through and like look and listen and read it through like different translations but i never yeah i never i don't think listened and read it in the message version but i did um turn it over to the passions translation do you ever like use that one I don't. I don't use that one. Oh, my gosh. Girl, it's, like, so poetic. Um, Seriously, I think... Oh, do they have the Book of Psalms in that one? I'm not even sure, but it's just super poetic i love tpt and i love um the message translation as well um but typically i'm at nlt but this one verse two says stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you Mm -hmm. inwardly transformed by the holy spirit through a total reformation reformation of how you think and wow like (laughs) you know like just just reading in different translations and hearing the version that you just said aloud it really just allows you to rethink as the um, passage just says it's a different perspective you know i feel like times especially um just as young people we see the word of god as just words and we don't see it um with the power um, that it has countries like asia they can't even read the bible out in the open you know but we have so much at our fingertips mm-hmm. and we have these translations to at least just give us a different way to view things you know and of course Absolutely. Spirit will reveal things to us and yeah i just. I really love this translation. Um, and going into um, what you were talking about before, when you said you were hitting that wall, what exactly? What was that wall? Yeah, you know, it was
0: it was just a lot of just personal things in my life of just um, really the the distractions and and preoccupations, you know, of this world. I mean, various things. I I think you know all of us could relate, you know, with the things that um, really hit our generation. I, I think the two, I-, I think, honestly, the two biggest things that hit our generations have, have to do with the two subjects of depression and perversion. I think those are two huge things that really attack our generation. I mean, with the social media that we have, um, it allows so much just perversion to, to just come through. And then, you know, just the spirit of depression, that's really just, um, infiltrated our, our, um, generation where it's almost become a trend, you know? And I found myself after, you know, hitting some of those walls and areas really, um, uh, almost getting into a depressed state. Now, I, I won't say that I fell into a depression. I, I I chose not to allow myself to to really, you know, get there, you know, mentally, because it first starts mentally of what you begin believing and what you allow to get into yourself, you know, that that can cause you to get into that place. And I chose, you know, to go a different route, you know. Uh, graciously through the Holy Spirit. Um, but really just, yeah, those things in our lives that hit our generation through that depression, through different perversions, through, you know, the the desires and the things of the world, just the worldliness that can get into you at times where instead of, you know, you're you're not focused on the things of God. I mean, I've been doing ministry again since I was so young, but my my attention just went over to so many just, you know, worldly things that even worldly desires and just things over there and I found myself just yeah being in that place where I'm like why are you so preoccupied over here like this isn't even your life this isn't the direction you're going like literally one of those like come out from among them Maddie like come out from over there and get into the place that you need to and so um definitely just different struggles like that of just like the worldliness that can so easily be presented to us um, through social media and really through the culture today.
1: Mm. I like what um, that reminder come out come out oh wow because like we are called to be set apart you know and I just I really see the the theme of like your dwell um, message um, just throughout um, you speaking and as well as like identity and so one thing i've truly come to see is that you know our relationship with god and as you mentioned like when you know your creator that's when you get to know you and it's, it makes yeah. total sense because the creator creation there's a connection yeah there, you know and it just shows mm-hmm. you um who and what you're supposed to be and what he has told you that you yeah. are who you are. And so I was wondering, what was your journey to like loving yourself and appreciating how God has created you?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I love talking about this. This definitely goes into the subject of, of confidence, which I get asked so many times of, you know, how are you so confident? How do you do, you know, everything that you do and you just don't care, you know, what other people think? You're just so confident in yourself. And, um, I love talking about this because um, I feel like when I first say it, it kind of steps on toes. But then <laughs> afterwards, people are like, "Wow!" And it's the idea that the world has given us of self-confidence. Um, a lot of times we hear the term self-confidence and people encouraging us to be confident in ourselves. And the world has really, you know, given us that, and we've ran with it. Um, I don't. I don't agree with uh, self-confidence. I don't think we should be self-confident. I think we should be God-confident. And the reason. The reason I think that is because if our confidence is dependent on ourselves, then it is now dependent on our feelings, it is now dependent on our emotions, it is now dependent on what we think, it's now dependent on uh, what we. Receive from others that others have said about us that we now take on as our own opinions of ourselves. And it's now dependent on all of that. Ourself isn't a very reliable source. However, when our confidence is dependent on God, now our confidence is dependent on what He says, how He sees us, how He created us, and who we were created to be. And I think for me, the reason I am confident, the reason I am, you know, uh, bold in who I am. It's because I understand my confidence is in the Lord. My confidence isn't in myself. If I if I was only my confidence was only dependent on myself, I would not be a very confident person. I'm in front of people all the time. And when you do that, you can get very self-conscious of yourself. You can be so caught up in thinking what other people think of me or, oh, what about this? Or, oh, I just made this mistake or, oh, they don't like what I'm wearing or, oh, they might think this about me or, oh, why are they looking at me like that? Oh, they didn't laugh at my joke. Oh, all of these different things um, that can wind up, you know, just filling our mind, whereas when my confidence is in God. I don't have to worry about anyone's perspective, anyone's opinion, because I know that I am functioning in the exact way that God created me to function. And if I do anything to limit that, if I hold back, if I limit myself from doing those things and I am not allowing myself to be all that God created me to be. I am holding back the things that God designed and put on the inside of me to walk out and to do. And so for me, how I walk that out, it's through choosing to have my confidence be in the Lord, not in myself, but for it to come from God and understand that I am the person that I was created to be and to walk that out confidently because that's
1: who God wants me to be. Girl, you pretty much answered my next question. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Yeah, so um, my next question was a follow-up was, okay, so one, my book, Claim Your Crown, is all about embracing who God has called us to be. And it is Mm. through relationship that we get to see that we are truly daughters of the King. And he holds us with high regard and he loves us and we are chosen and we are just so well-loved. And the only way we could get to our father is by you know, Christ Jesus, his son, and accepting him, and being him as our big brother, and going back to, okay, you guys, listeners, how I knew it was time to interview Maddie, Um, so I was watching her Instagram stories for the first time, and she was talking, and I just remember her putting something on the screen, talking about, like, walking in confidence, and that's actually, like, the tagline of my book and I was like oh snap that means okay that was a sign Jesus okay I'll interview sis and so now we're here and so so I was wondering like to you um because you pretty much answered what I was going to ask you I guess like in the the theme and outlook of royalty um what does it mean for you to claim your inheritance and claim your crown
0: Mm. I think that's so good. You know, I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's knowing, yeah, it's so just knowing who we are in the eyes of God through who Jesus is. um, And just knowing, you know, so many times in our lives, we try so hard to be this person that is worthy of God's love or worthy of, you know, whatever you know we we can get so caught up in our mistakes and our own unrighteousness or even our own righteousness i mean the bible like blatantly says that our righteousness is like filthy rags and it's like okay god how am i ever gonna be this this like you said this royalty this this person worthy of your love god and that's what's so beautiful about Jesus. It's, it's knowing just who he is and knowing that when we have Jesus, the father only sees us through Jesus. He doesn't see us for what we've done, for what we've been through, for the mistakes that we've made. And when we put our life in the hands of Jesus and say, Jesus, you can have my life. I believe that is when we truly are able to embrace our inheritance. That is from the Lord. We are able to truly embrace, um, the life that we can live, a life um, that is rid of shame, a life that is rid of guilt, a life that is rid of not feeling worthy, you know, to, to be accepted, you know, in into the kingdom of God when we truly embrace who Jesus is. And that's something that I've really been studying out a lot that it it, it really takes faith to do that. It really takes faith to choose that I'm not I'm not gonna try as hard to do these other things over here. I'm not gonna try so hard to be this person, to act this way, to get all of this right. I'm going to put my faith and I'm going to put uh, this, you know, faith without works is dead. I'm going to put this work into having faith in believing that with Jesus, I am really seen by God like this, that when I truly have Jesus, when I really receive who he is, I stop getting condemned. Yes, I can be convicted in certain areas of my life for things that I do, but I stop being condemned. I stop being guilty and I receive who Jesus is in my life, what he has done for me. I can then embrace and sit in a place of understanding that God sees me, at, sees me through Jesus. God sees me as his child. God sees me as one that is worthy. I mean, even, even before we accepted Jesus, we were seen as worthy of his love. That's why he sent Jesus. And now when we receive that, we're able to claim our inheritance and walk in that royalty. We pick up our crown of knowing this is who I am in Christ. I am a new creation in Christ, the oldest passed away, the old person that didn't, that wasn't worthy of this, the old person that didn't have it all together, the old person that made all these mistakes. This is who I am now in Christ. I am royalty. I am a daughter of the king i am a son of the king i am i am one that can walk out this life of royalty and inheritance from god because i have fully embraced who jesus is and i have received the life that he has given me to live because it's not i that live anymore but it's christ who lives in me
1: amen 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 and i'm snapping at the same time so. <laughs> I love, love that. I love that. I love that. And you just pour out so much. So I was also just wondering, like, one, as a content creator, you know, you're creating videos. You're um, not only just, like, writing books and making music, but you're out here, like, preaching, too, like, um in front of, like, your youth and, like, touring and stuff like that. So you pour out so much. How do you replenish yourself?
0: <laughs> uh, that is one. That is one I'm. I am still... Trying to find the balancing act of that current. I think I've always been on a journey of that. But you know, I think I think with where I'm at now, probably from a year ago to now, um, I can definitely say that that the holy spirit is is truly my best friend. Like I remember when I first realized really who the Holy Spirit is, not just what the Holy Spirit does and his role and all of that, but who he is. And I remember reading a book and I found out that he's our best friend. Now I, I grew up never having a best friend. You know, I had, you know, some friends here and there, you know, acquaintances and things like that, but never anyone that I could really go to, you know. And when I found out that the Holy Spirit was my best friend, my whole life just changed. Like, I just love the Holy Spirit. And so I think, you know, it, it comes through my, my replenishing. It comes to my relationship with him, of me just every day being with him, talking with him, being in his presence, and knowing that he is always with me. So many times I would be so condemned for not like making a, like if I was tired, you know, from coming off the road, I wouldn't get up in the morning. Like my usual routine is to be in his presence, to worship and all that. And I would feel so condemned like, Oh, I'm not, you know, taking time to do this with you. But then it's like, you're with me all the time. We're having conversations all the time. You're speaking to me all the time. You're, 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 you're bringing me into new revelations of things all the time. And it's really our relationship with him. And I think that is where my replenishing comes from. It's, through my relationship with him it's through uh, me really inviting him to be involved um, in my life at all times and so sometimes you know it's it's in different ways sometimes it is you know I can have rest sometimes I you know can receive ministry from different places, but really it's through my relationship with him that he really refreshes me. Um, definitely in seasons, um, when life can get real busy and you can be traveling a lot and giving out a lot. I just really receive from him. And also I will say one other thing. I never, I never pour out unless I I've taken in. That's one thing that I've learned. I've, I've done before in the past where I've just given out, given out, given out, and then I have nothing left, but I didn't even fill up myself to really be able to pour that out. And I would use an analogy of, it was almost like I'd have this cup and, and I didn't you know, fill it up for myself. Therefore, I'm just giving out the the bottom drops of the cup to everyone around me, where instead I fill up for myself. And because I'm so filled up now, everyone just gets my overflow rather than the last little drops of the cup. And so that's really where I've tried to keep myself um, in that place. So that way I don't ever get burnt out or, you know, different things like that, that we can run into. Yeah, that's good.
1: Oh, girl, like, I definitely know that struggle. Oh, my gosh. And, like, when you were talking about, like, the overflowing analogy, I was also just thinking about, like, like a hole being at the bottom of the cup when you don't, you know, fill yourself up. And so mm-hmm. it's like a leak, a leak. And it's like, okay, you're trying to feed people, but it's like you're being drained, And it's like, okay, we need that time with the Holy Spirit. We need that time just sitting in his presence and just yeah. having God c- just cover that hole, you know, and just fill us up. And so yeah. that was really, really good. And so I was wondering any last words that you have or anybody, I know everything that you said, was just super encouraging. and oh, I Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just encourage
0: everyone that's listening right now. I, I am so huge on, uh, you know, A lot of people always, you know, will say, oh, I'm just so inspired by you and how you live your life. And that's great. However, I don't want you to just be inspired because inspiration will come and go. But I want to encourage those that are listening, really walk out the life God has for you. You've listened to this whole podcast and you've heard about me and you've heard about my life. But what is God calling you to do? What is your purpose? What are the things that God has put on the inside of you, those gifts and those talents that you're kind of just waiting there on the sidelines of should I walk in this, should I not? What are people gonna say? Do it and walk it out in confidence. Walk it out in boldness. Walk it out with a passion. Know that it is an option to completely live your life for Jesus and give your everything to him. I encourage you to love Jesus with everything. I love him with my entire being. There's nothing or no one else that I love more than Jesus. And when you stay in that place of loving him, that's going to take you to so many other places within your own life and within the call that God has for your life. So walk out that purpose that that God has assigned for you, that, that, that assignment that's on your life for you to walk in. Know that you are anointed to do that. And that God has so much ahead for you. He wants to do great things through you. Just surrender your life to him and love him with everything and take those steps to start walking
1: it out confidently and boldly. Snap, 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 girl, girl. (laughs) First of all, it's kind of random, but you have such a speaker voice oh <laughs> <laughs> I really really do oh my gosh but i'm Thank so you. happy to have had you on the show as i mentioned i just know so many people are going to be touched and not only mm-hmm. like moved into action um to well action. i
0: love every single person that's listening i love you even yeah. though i
1: don't know you yet
0: i still love you <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. I love love doing podcasts. I love doing interviews. I love just sharing my heart because I just love to see people finally just live the life God has for them, especially today. Like, come on, our generation, let's go. Like, let's live the life God has for us. Let's stop walking around doing nothing. Let's do it. And so I love just being able to just encourage and inspire and just share what God has given me to just really empower others to do the same. So I love it. Thank you. Thank you for having me and letting me share that on here.
1: Of Thank you.
0: Bye. <laughs> Bye.